Warning, The Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. Sure is nice to hear that original intro. Tradition. It's about a seven-year tradition. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. When Dave and I first started this podcast, or it was actually a radio show first, but um, we were involved, we were talking to some, some people, and it just so happened a guy that we knew, knew the voiceover guy for WWE. Which is awesome. Which is awesome. And so we were like, you know what? Because we don't sound like that. Do you think he would be, if we gave him a script, would he be able to read that for us? And he did. Yeah. And he sent, and they sent it to it, us. Yeah, that was awesome. It was. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, like, really, the original warning was, was when we just used to say it on, on air. Remember when we used to, like, tell people, like, you don't want to listen to this show. Don't. You, you probably shouldn't listen. You probably shouldn't listen. It was a bold strategy for us. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it works out for yeah. him. We'll see how it goes. Dave, uh... Just, I know you're on pins and needles here, try, like wanting to know about the status of Juan's dog from last week. I haven't been able to sleep. For, I've been losing sleep. It looks like that you, yeah, you're just, your eyes are just, you ha- have not been sleeping. I've been having dreams about like finding dogs and. Yes. People. But we found him or her. her. We found her. Uh, it took 24 hours, roughly. And then she escaped again. Fool me once. Shame, Shame on, on you. Actually, I think this doesn't apply. No. <laughs> I think it's backwards, actually. It's like, all right, you got out the first time, but you got out as- again? Like, look, you're asking for it, dog. Yeah, well, the, sec- the second time, she jumped up on... Like, we thought first time she went underneath the fence. She jumped up on the firewood and then jumped over the fence. And she's a little... She's a Boston Terrier, so... <laughs> a little dog. I can just picture her. You know, she's sitting up there on top of that little wood pile. Uh, and she's like, freedom! And she jumps over the fence, and as she <clears throat> clears the peaks of the fence and finally has a view of freedom beyond <laughs> and <laughs> looks down and realizes there's not another wood pile on the other right. side of the fence. And so, ah! Have like a six-foot drop. Right. Which, when you're only like six inches tall, That's I don't a, know how tall she is. Maybe yeah. she's eight inches tall. I don't know. Yeah. But... I'll bet she landed it's on a big, her face. It's a big fall. I'll bet she. I'll bet it was face first <laughs> yeah. into the ground. But the dog is safe and in Juan's possession. Or the dog is in Juan's possession. <laughs> um, so I saw her this morning. She was doing fine. Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, hey, we've had a lot of people ask about the Catholic Mancho campout. A couple things C. we need to talk about. See, uh, campout being one of them. When is it going to be? Who is it for? Th- these kind of questions. Uh, is the last week of September, last weekend of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's like, what, the 28th, 29th, 30th? 
I will, I will pull up the, um, the dates. Here. Something like that. It's the last weekend of September. Uh, it's at Clear Creek Abbey, and it's for any Catholic man over the age of 21. Uh, however, we only take uh, about 65. What the, are the dates? The 28th, September 28th through October 1st. Okay, there it was. I, I was right. Man, that was. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well done. Um, but yeah, so we only take 65 guys, and here's the reason why is because we organize all the food and the drink and like we, all the entertainment, so to speak. And it's a lot of logistics, and so we can only ha- ha- yeah. have so many people. It's hard to feed that many people anyway. Right. So uh, it's kind of first, like the, f- the first people who ha- have a shot at it are the patrons. Mm-hmm. So in the last couple of years, it's just uh, like the patrons sell it out. So if you want right. to come, you, you, you need to be a patron, really. Plus, then you get to support us. And it's free. Yeah. It's a win-win. It's a free, it's free camp out. If you're flying in from out of town, last year, I think we had 13 states represented. If you're flying uh, into town and you need camping gear because you don't want to carry it on a plane, we got you covered. We have tents and sleeping bags, uh, chairs, everything for you. So it will be a small tent. It will be a small tent. But yes, but it but it's a tent. Yeah, it is a tent. Uh, we're also going to the Holy Land. However, if you can bring your own tent, you should do that because we don't have unlimited tents. No, we don't have sixty-five tents. Definitely not. No. Anyway, we're we are going to the Holy Land. I'm also going to buy a grill f- uh, this year for uh, the camp out, like a little Weber g- grill. Okay. So that way, guys can grill their own like. Uh, hamburgers at, at their liege. At the, they just be, they can liege on some burgers. Yeah, so sweet. Um, yeah, but we're going to the Holy Land next year. Very excited about couple this. couple weeks right after Easter, so it's Easter time. Like, it's is it a couple weeks or is it like the week after? It's I think it's a couple weeks. It's a couple weeks, okay. Um, so it's a suit. Like it's just gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. I I, I don't want to say who we're, we're gonna have as a chaplain this year. Uh, to go with us, it's not 100% confirmed, but it seems likely that we have a... An- no, it's we're going the week, like, a few days after Easter. So it's oh maybe a- I was, April 3rd through April 13th. Uh, maybe I was confused for the next Easter, year. Easter is March 31st. So mm. we will be arriving in the Holy Land during, Holy, during Easter week, like the octave. the octave, during the octave of Easter. Yes. So it'll be great. We'll be in the Holy Land for Divine Mercy Sunday. Um, oh, man, it's going to be awesome. So go to selectinternationaltours.com. Uh, you can sign up there and join us because it's going to be, it's going to be, and we're only going to take, so here's something that people ask as well. It's we're only taking one bus. Right. A lot of people take a, a lot of buses uh, to the Holy Land. A lot of people, we don't want to do that. We don't want to do that because we want it to be an intimate, like we want to like get to know you. We want, we want to pray with you. We want to hang out with you. We want to eat with you. Like, yeah. Uh, last, last year when we went to Ireland, like we like built friendships, you know, we, mm-hmm. and, um, we want, we want that experience again. So. Yeah, Ab- absolutely. So sign up now, select international tours.com slash Catholic Mancho, Catholic Mancho, select international tours.com slash Catholic Mancho. Mm-hmm. Um, go and sign up. It is available for like both couple, like couples or yes. You know what? That's one thing we didn't do a good job of for the Ireland trip. This is women can come. This is yeah. not a. This is not exclusively for men. That's right. Uh, so, bring uh, the fam. Anybody, anybody is welcome. We're going to the Holy Land, and yeah, um, the Holy Land is for everyone. So that's correct. Anybody, anybody could come. You should bring your wife. Right. You should bring your wife. So, or if, or if, if you are a wife, you should bring your husband. Yes. 
there are uh, women who listen to the Catholic Man Show, which yeah. uh, I love. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. Uh, so I want to tell you this story. Okay. That happened this last week. Okay. You know, it was the solemnity of the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Indeed. And so I went to lunch with a priest friend. Nice. And I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go hang, hang out and eat a good lunch. Yeah, a burger yeah, on a Friday. Let's have some meat. Yeah. So we go up there and he's like, Hey, why don't you why don't we sit up at the bar? I'm like, Yeah, let's do it. Great idea. And he's like, This is why we're friends. Yeah. And he's like, You wanna you wanna order a beer? It's like during lunch. I'm like, Yeah, let's do this. Yeah. It's you know to celebrate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's in his collar and everything, and we're at the bar, and the bartender she walks up and she's like, Uh, what do you guys want? And you're like, We're gonna have a beer. It's like, oh, she kinda like looked, okay. And I was like, We're celebrating. She goes, Oh, what what are you guys celebrating? I was like, "This is Jesus, baby." And then we were like, "We're celebrating the Sacred Heart of Jesus." And she like stopped what? and kind of like looked at us. That is a weird thing. Like if 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 you're not Catholic, but you're Catholic. But here's uh, what she said. She goes, "So is it Easter?" That's how far removed we are from like Christendom. Yeah, like she yeah. just knew like. Jesus and Easter, this is like the only holiday that I know associated with this. That is a funny question because it's like, don't you know it's not Easter? Don't She does not. Don't you know when Easter is? Like, remember, we she had not. it just recently. She doesn't. And we did the whole Easter bunny thing. Like She, she did not. Uh, I mean, but it's like everybody, it's still like a national holiday, right. you know? Uh, so, so, so is it, so what is it, Easter? I cannot tell you the exact date of Memorial Day. I know we just had it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I know it's like the Monday of whatever, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. I don't know when it is. Mm-hmm. But I, I know it's like, oh, generally, it's in the spring. I know we just had it. I remember, okay? Uh, the same thing with, like, Labor Day. Right. Uh, well, that one's easy for you. Well, it doesn't always land on my birthday, but sometimes it does. Yeah. But anyway, I still don't know, like, I think it's also the Monday, of something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we had Easter. It just <laughs> happened. Right. We're just not in, uh, you know, the world of Christendom. Is, we're in no. the apostolic age is what, Indeed. what we are. And Indeed. Which sounds cool. Sounds cool. But like, ooh, in, yeah. Apostolic. Until you start reading, like, what happened to all the apostles. Right. They, they, they all got, right. Almost all of them. They all got sainted is what they did. Yeah. They all got martyred. Yeah. <laughs> Except for one. Yeah. But he still got sainted. Yes. Yeah, he just less violently. He was, you know, the beloved. So I know martyrdom is like awesome. Afterwards, and, after the process, you right? Mean? But I think like even if you can, ex- if you accept it, you know, and mm. and because uh, there's a moment when you have to choose it. Mm-hmm. That is not the cool moment. Okay, that's the that's the horrible moment where you have to choose willingly a terrible death. Maybe an unknown terrible death, right? Mm-hmm. That's a terrible moment. I mean, can you imagine getting flayed? No, dude. No. That. No, I cannot. No. But I feel like once you like embrace it, once you be like you choose it, or like getting burned, fire is so hot. So hot. Has anyone here been totally engulfed in fire? I mean, that is so. It's got to be so hot. But I feel like once you've been like yes, and you like resolve yourself, then you're like, here I come, Jesus. <laughs> Open the gates! I'm coming in! <laughs> I may be coming in hot! Yeah. <laughs> Smoking! <laughs>
Listen, I know this is going to be a tough sell for you guys, but humor me here. This October, hundreds of Catholic men gathered together from around the world at Estes Park, Colorado. Beautiful Estes Park, Colorado in October. It's going to be gorgeous for a five-day adventure dedicated to helping everybody build a better prayer life, forming up virtue and a life beyond Exodus 90, and having brotherly fellowship, getting to know one another, most likely over a pint. Join us, exodus90.com slash the summit. We're going to be there. Dave and I, we're going to be giving a talk. We'll have a live Catholic Man Show episode there. Join us, exodus90.com slash summit. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Who without a minute hand, we have nobody else. Oh yeah, I didn't even say that. There's no one else here. My family. I mean in the room. Yeah. Don't do not give me the guardian angel <laughs> bit, okay? <laughs> I know the guardian angels are here. I don't know though. Actually not I don't know here. if you can say that they're in the room. Right. And it's like if you can is an I angel, almost did an episode on... Is an angel ever anywhere? It's, you know, like... Well, yes, in front of the beatific vision. Yeah, but its location is like... Yeah, I like, almost did an episode. Kind of like relative on, to its its thought, you know, where is, where, where is it thinking about? You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a body. It's not it's physical, so right. it's not ever in a place because it got no place. That's right. It has no placehood. But it does have personhood. It does have personhood. I almost uh, was going to do it, an episode on Guardian Angels this week, but I thought, you know what? I don't have enough time to, mm. to really you know, go you through. You know who does? Guardian Angels. Guardian Angels. They have a lot of time. All of it. Yeah, they do have all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, apostolic Age, that's, what, that's, that's the, mm-hmm. the time that we are in. So, you know, that's important to know. Because it, it sheds light on our universal vocations. Mm-hmm. You know, not that uh, in the age of Christist- Christendom, Christendom? That's the college. Christendom. There it is. Yeah. Uh, you're not called to evangelization. You're always called to evangelize. Mm-hmm. But it's... Uh, it's easier. It's, it's a little... Well, it's also just different. You're called to live the faith fully, whereas in an apostolic age, you're still called to live it fully, but you're called to you know, be evangelize more. I mean, there's a heavier focus on the evangelization as opposed to just the feasting and the, the, I like, the I, living. I like that part. I do like the feasting. Yeah. With chocolate chip cookies. With chocolate chip cookies. That, and, yeah. I, I was literally thinking that. <laughs> you you actually read my mind. Oh, man. Okay. Hey, so today I'm, I, I thought we'd do something a little different for the Catholic Mantra. I don't know if we've ever done this before or not. We've been doing this for seven years. I can barely remember what I was wearing yesterday. Every um, now and then, I was like, oh, that's a great idea for a show topic. And then I'll go and look, and it's like, Kuh. We already did that. We've done that, like yeah. twice. <laughs> right. Sort of, you know. So, uh, for for this episode, I decided to like pull some quotes from different saints. Okay. I wanted to read, like, I wanted to like talk a little bit about the saint first, like who the saint is to kind of give it a little bit of a context. Okay. And then, like, uh, mention the quote, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just kind of riff off of the quote and see if we have any thoughts on Catholic it. Catholic Opinions by Adam and David. Yes. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Th- Here's what I think about that. Yeah. 
So, about these words, this is what I think about it. So we'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, most of these saints are all the saints that I pulled from are from the medieval time period. Um, so okay. Um, first one I, I I pulled was Saint Catherine of Siena. Oh, I like her. I'm a big fan of her. She's a third. Before forward, we go on, I, I was yes. talking to a priest recently. Yeah. And it was just so funny because he's like, "Yeah, I don't like Saint Therese of Lisieux." <laughs> yeah. Why? He's like, I just don't like her. <laughs> It was so funny. He's like, I know everybody likes her, and that's fine. I, like, I'm happy that you like her, but her spirituality, it doesn't work for me. And when I read her, it's like, God, she's being so silly. Yeah, it was just like, his, his temperament just, the, they just does don't not die. line up with, uh, I think St. Therese is too happy for him. Yeah. And he's more melancholy. He's more of like, no, no, that's not, I don't feel good about <laughs> this, okay? <laughs> I'm not like, yay, suffering. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm willing to like be redeemed by it, but I'm not going to be ha- like, you cannot make me happy about this. <laughs> it was just so funny. Uh, and I'm like putting my own words in his mouth a little bit, but sure. uh, it was just caught me off guard. Like, <laughs> I don't like St. Therese. <laughs> and he's like, and I don't have to. Okay. Like I, I, I have love for her, but I don't have to like her. Okay. Right. She's not like my favorite person, you know? Well, I mean, there's, yeah. yeah, and it was just like, what? Anyway. There's going to be people in heaven that you don't like. You're going to love. Well, no, I think you will like them when you get there. There's going to be people that you didn't like. Yeah, that's a better way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. That, that you didn't like. There was a time mm-hmm. on this earth when you didn't like them. When you get there, you would be like, you know what? You're not that bad of a guy. <laughs> you are not that bad. You stopped doing that really annoying thing. <laughs> You've been like perfected and right. so <laughs> and so like that makes a big difference for me. Yeah. You used to smack your lips all the time. <laughs> Didn't like that. And it really annoyed me. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about uh here's the first one. We're going to talk about St. Catherine of Siena, third order uh Dominican mystic activist. She's the author uh of some great influence of of Italian literature during her time. Yeah. And she's also a doctor of the church. Yes. Big time. Uh here's a funny story about her. So after she di- after well about her body, okay. After she died, yeah. You know they took her to Rome because she was you know super holy. There was a lot of miracles that were happening, uh-huh. and they were wanting to take some of her body back to Siena, and they knew they couldn't take the whole body back because uh, the Roman guards wouldn't probably let her because they're under persecution. I think my, is my understanding. Oh. So they're like, okay, well we'll just bring her, bring her head back to Siena, right? And so they they brought her head back and they put her head in the so, bag. It's just weird. I know it okay. is. Catholic, yeah. like, we're weird. Catholics I, I, are weird. I, I get it. And yeah. I like relics. And I yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, we have her heart here. It's in this right. box. It's like, that's awesome. You know, I prayed before her heart. But it's like somebody had to and cut her head off. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's really weird. So we they put, put the... Like, is there a, is there a <laughs> ecclesial, like, decapitator? You know, like... Is there a, like I am the like I perform the decalation, you know? I don't know. I don't know. So they put the body they they put the head in the in a bag and they they're getting out to go to Siena and a Roman guard stops them and they okay. get really nervous cuz yeah. they're not supposed to be doing this or whatever. And so they pray to her really quick. And they hey. <laughs> they hold up the bag. <laughs> hey, Catherine. Yeah. Wake up. I need your help. Yeah. So so the guard opens it up and it it is uh, rose petals in the bag, <laughs> which is cool. But then you're like, crap, <laughs> where'd the head go? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> then they turned back into so, a head when they like, yeah. got further down the yeah. road. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Isn't that awesome? Because the rose petals, it's like, at the moment, good. Right. But but I, I did not want to bring a bag of rose petals. It, I actually, it has a whole actually, new meaning of losing one's head. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> I could go get a bag of rose petals. I don't. I don't need. But if the guard would have seen a head, a head, they would have been. They would have been. Yeah, I mean, definitely there would have been some detaining. Right. Okay. You know. Or like, detachment, even. Yeah, I mean, but. So anyway, also I. They're they're they're, they're going to be interrogated. Also, why do you have a head in this right. bag? So she's also known to uh, for you know, um, criticizing the Pope, right? Yeah. And I always get frustrated with people who who use her as an example of why they can why they can criticize. It's like lambast him. She was a mystic, you know. She well, okay, like, but that doesn't that actually doesn't matter. Okay, it's not like oh, only mystics are allowed. to I know, criticize I know, the Pope. but like her level of holiness is obvious. It is very clearly, uh, like her virtue is very high. Like she is, she lives a virtuous life. Right. Well, so you have to distinguish a couple of things. What she didn't do was go around. Uh, backbiting Mm-mm. the Pope. She didn't, right. you know, like gossip about the Pope. Right. She did it in charity, the right way, you know, to him, mm-hmm. you know, and she followed the, like the, the order of things. The Jesus set up. Right. Where you would go and talk to the person privately. Bring if them. that doesn't work, bring some yeah. witnesses with you. If that doesn't work, then right. you take it to the church, you know, it becomes more of a public matter at that point. And she did all those things. She was not doing when, like, when people are using her as an example mm-hmm. of why they're allowed to criticize the Pope. It's like, yeah, but you're just talking to me, right? I'm not the Pope, you know. Right. And also, who are you? You don't have like she had a platform, so she had uh, a platform from which to speak, right? People knew who she was. Yeah, she. I mean, you know, they have a Twitter platform. That's true. That's true. So. And you know what? To be fair, some people could use their, their Twitter platform to. Do I mean I'm I'm sure there's somebody out there with a platform big enough where they could kind of use a comparison. Anyway, I, but it, it just you know, bothers me. I agree. It, it bothers me too. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. she's the patron saint of nurses, journalists, and the media. So okay. we need to be praying to her a lot more. Yeah. Uh, where well, is her head now? I think still Sienna. I don't know that for sure, but I I think so. Uh, also, a really good book mm. by uh, on have to look on on her uh, is. From Father Paul Murray, who we've met, yeah, a Dominican. Uh, he wrote a book on her, Saint Catherine of Siena, mystic of fire and preacher of freedom. I like all the mystics. Yes, I'm a, I'm a mystic fan. So uh, anyway, so let me let me read you this quote, and we'll get your thoughts. Okay, the the devil invites men to the water of death, that is to that which he has, and blinding them with the pleasures and conditions of the world. He catches them with the hook of pleasure under the pretense of good, because in no other way could he catch them, for they would not allow themselves to be caught if they saw that no good or pleasure to themselves were to be obtained thereby. Yeah, I like that. I like how she uses water in the beginning, which is traditionally a symbol of death. Right. You know? But yeah, I mean, that's exactly what he does. Uh, Another... Another guy who talks a lot about this is um, Jesuit guy, Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Got it. Got it. Saint Ignatius of Loyola. He talks a lot about this in his rules, about the mechanics of 
the demons, you know, dis- mm-hmm. what, in the especially in, in discerning of spirits, mm-hmm. where how for someone who is on the right path, um, the devil will prod and chide and like poke at you. But for someone who's not on the right path, will allure you and make everything real comfortable and offer you all of these nice, pleasurable things to keep you where you are, right? Because yeah, I- the devil has nothing to offer. Right. All he can do is take good things and twist them. I mean, like in the in the Garden of Eden. Right. Taking a good and presenting it. it in a disordered way. Right. So when we get back, we're going to keep going, uh, talking about different quotes from saints. We'll be right back. Wouldn't it be nice right after you get up and you say your prayers in the morning, you could check your phone and get caught up on all things that are happening in the Catholic world? That's exactly what GetTheLoop.com does. Go to GetTheLoop.com. Make sure you let them know that we sent you. It's a really easy way to help support the Catholic Man Show because the more people we send to GetTheLoop.com for a free email, it's the only email that Dave ever reads. But by signing up for their email, you're also supporting us because they're supporting our show. This episode is brought to you by GetTheLoop.com. Again, it's the place to go to get daily emails that recap all the big issues from a Catholic perspective. Go to GetTheLoop.com. Make sure you tell them the Catholic Man Show sent you. Cheers. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Talking about a quote from uh, St. Catherine of Siena, it's she's talking about how the devil hooks men in for pleasure, you know, to bring them down. I see this a lot also in, in people who, you know, the intentions are good, right? And I think even uh, C.S. Lewis talks about this in, in Screw Tape Letters, this whole, you know, uh, trying to convince people to do good things for the wrong reason uh-huh. right you know so yeah i see see a lot of guys who who will yeah, he talks about it really well in that book mm-hmm. like you know oh well I'm, I'm gonna go do this for jesus so to speak you know i'm gonna go speak or i'm gonna go you know build up a ministry or, or whatever and then you see that this ministry actually is their demise their beginning of their demise yeah because it's pride they let right. them they let they start with good intentions you know another book that's really good about that is the soul of the apostolate mm-hmm Right, uh, which we've, I think we've talked. About we have, before. we have, we've we've talked about it, but it's exactly about that. How you need to keep keep your prayer life and you know stay hump, like keep things ordered. Right, it's a great book, mm-hmm. Soul of the Apostolate. But yeah, I mean, I cannot that, remember the author right now. Um, yeah, I can't either. Dom, no. So yeah, I think it's something French. Yeah, man, I can't remember it either. But just Google it. Sherard, Sherard. All right, C H A R A R D. Oh, yes. That's right. <laughs> yes. Because it sounds... Like yeah. Anyway. Um, so anyway, I, I, thought, like I thought that was... Yeah, anyway. I, I thought some, uh, some good insight from Catherine of Siena here of how... Shocker that she has some good insight. Right. Um, Who knew? So anything else you want to add to that one or you want to no, go on? No, I, I like it though. Okay. The next one is uh, uh, St. Anthony of Padua. Okay. Um, <clears throat> More commonly just called St. Anthony. Right. And the finder of keys. Right. And, and it's Padua. Oh, yeah. I said Pudua. Pudua is, like is our, our buddy. Our, our other friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who we've had on we'll the show. To, we'll have to tell him that. That uh, I, I said it's Anthony of Pudua. You know what? He should have named his son Anthony. That would have been that hilarious. Been, that would have been hilarious. 
But uh, so St. Anthony was a, a Franciscan friar and priest. He's noted uh, by his contemporaries of, for powerful preaching. Uh, he had uh, incredible knowledge of the scripture and undying love and devotion to the poor. Fun, mm. fun fact about St. Anthony, one of, if not the, fastest canonizations in the church. Really? One, less than one year after his death. Wow. Which is very much unheard of. No kidding. Um, so I thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah. He also, so he went to go, pre- so he, he was really well known for being a, a strong preacher, right? And, and really proclaiming the word of God. So mm-hmm. he went and he saw some heretics, uh, you know, in, in a city that was talking something about, uh, the Trinity wrong, which is easy to do. Yeah. But, um, so he went over there to go preach to him and, uh, they would not listen to him, and they were like basically say, "Get out of this! Get out of the city!" So he went down to the shoreline and started preaching, mm-hmm. and it ended up like all the fish would like come up. It was like coming up to the shoreline to hear him preach, so to speak. And it was like just a ton of fish, uh-huh. and of course the city's like, "What's going on?" So they came down to listen, like to see figure out what's going on, and he goes, he said something like, uh, See, I, I think I actually wrote it down. He charged them with the fact that the fish were more receptive to his message than the heretics of the church. And then at that point, the people started listening to his message. Sweet. That's a pretty, uh, pretty epic story. It is epic. There's a lot of stories like this about the saints, especially some of the older, like, older saints, you know, from like the three, four hundreds, mm-hmm. um, that are a little bit legendary. Right. You know, and sure. it's like, is it true or not? It doesn't matter. Uh, there's a, because w- with a legend, which I, I'm not saying that that's in, in this case, maybe that's true. I don't know. I'm, right. I'm not saying one way or the other. There are certainly some stories about certain sta- saints that are a little just too fantastic. And, you know, the point is not that, oh, we have to believe that this saint really did this thing, right? Because mm-hmm. that's not at all what the church says. But the the point behind those stories is the message, right? That well, what is the point of the story, right? Yeah, at least in some 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 in some some of those some of those instances, some of them, I think that it is very literal. Yeah, the, like well, that really did happen, and it right. is a miracle, and um, not that you. It's ha- not like Jesus, like the miracle of feeding the five thousand was the sharing aspect. Yeah, that. So I hate that. Yeah. Um. And but you know. You don't have to believe the miracles about the saints to get into heaven. That's not right. That's I mean, not it's required. A, but I, I think I, I recommend it. Having that a receptive attitude towards the miraculous events that have taken place, right? Uh, I mean, is puts your mind in the right frame, right? I mean, you don't need a paint gun to paint your house. You don't. But I recommend it. I also recommend it. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was really interesting. He, you know, how how. Much of a like gut you have to have to say like I'm just gonna go down here and just start preaching mm-hmm. to nobody, yeah, and n- not know what you know what's gonna happen. Maybe he did. Maybe he actually knew. I don't know. But he also uh, had some very nice books, Saint Anthony of Padua. Yes, like some prayer books. Yes, there he was did. A, a monk in his order who had, was dis- he was gonna leave, and he did, and he stole Anthony's books because they he he thought he could sell them for a lot of money. And St. Anthony realized they were gone and just prayed. And then he came back and repented. And the, and the guy, yeah, he came back and became a good monk, returned his books. That's why he's the patron saint of lost uh, of things. Of lost things, right. Right. 
So uh, he said, uh, which I kind of wonder if St. Anthony ever gets tired of like, look, I realize you've lost your keys again. Right. But I can also pray for you for other things. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like maybe that are more important to your eternal salvation than whether or not you find, uh, you know, the thing, this little tiny thing that you lost. The thing is, he's uh, perfectly inflamed with charity, so he's happy to help in all the things that we need. Uh, I just wonder about the saints sometimes. Right. Like, sometimes they end up getting, you know, becoming the patron of a kind of obscure thing, and like, I wonder how they feel about that. Well, hopefully we can find out someday. Yeah. Uh, so here's his quote. He's talking about three things that are required for the holy life. Okay. He said, In the excellence of a holy life, these three things are required. That it be constant in itself. Okay. That it contemplate God. And that it, it illuminates its neighbor. Okay. So he says, you know, the, the three things for the holy life is that it's constant. That your holy, that your life is constant, or they, they, yeah, that you're that you stay, uh, that you pursue the holiness pursue constantly, constant, constantly. <clears throat> that you contemplate God, mm-hmm. obviously, because we're made for contemplation. That makes sense. Yeah, and that you illuminate your neighbor. Okay. Any thoughts on that? They're uh, more theoretical than I was expecting. Mm. I agree with them. I just, like, okay, I was having to think about them for a second. I mean, like, the illuminating your neighbor, well, how do you put that into practice? It's Right. Uh, well, and I would imagine him being, you know, having undying love for the poor. Yeah. Uh, would probably... Yeah, it's like, I think that at the end of the day, you're going to say, well, setting a good example right, and showing the right way and, is, is and, the way you're illuminating your neighbor. Right. Sometimes you have to call him a heretic, I guess. And go preach to the fish, right? I think what the main like. I think the first, the second two, everybody kind of probably could have guessed, right? You know, you contemplate God. Yeah, that has to be one, and you have to love your neighbor because, like, those are the first two commandments, right? Uh-huh. But the the staying constant, I think, is something that uh, we don't maybe think about enough because our emotions come and go, highs and lows in prayer life, yeah, um, in your spiritual life in general. But we must remain constant. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. Right. Because if you're remaining constant, the other two kind of happen automatically. You know, if you're mm-hmm. pursuing holiness constantly, well, then you're going to be contemplating God and eliminating your neighbor. Yeah. Uh, great book uh, on St. Anthony, if you want to learn more about him. is St. Anthony, the wonder worker uh, of, I was going to say Pudua again. Pud- Padua. Padua. There's also a... Uh, Thank you. So we've talked about... Um, oh, what's the saint stories... Uh, glory stories glory stories before there's also another podcast out there called saint stories or saints alive the saints alive podcast okay it's very similar um great audio production Mm -hmm. um really great for kids but the thing is like i also like listening to them sure uh just because they're well they're very well done Mm -hmm. saints alive is what it's called recommend um they've got I, i don't know how many they have but i'd say at least at least 10 to 15 um, out there that you know just for a, on a podcast you can go check them out check them out cool okay so the next one we're gonna they do have, they have saint anthony that's why i wanted to say that okay good i yeah. wondered where well that's the connection okay yeah very good next one we're gonna talk about is saint, is saint bernard of clairvaux okay uh he's an abbot mis- uh, mystic he's the co-founder of the ninth templar 
Did you know this? I did not know that. I did not know that. No. Uh, and he was one of the major leaders of the uh, Reformation of the Benedictine Order because he brought in the Cistercian Order. One of the greatest Marian saints. Yes, he was canonized only 21 years after his death. Also pretty pretty soon. Very soon. Uh, also, he is a it's doctor not, of the church. It's not one year. Less than. Less Not less than a year. Right. But he's also a patron saint of beekeepers. Did you know this? Um, I did. Okay. Good. Being I, a beekeeper I, yourself? Yes. And candle makers. Uh-huh. Uh, a really, also, I, the other one is St. Valentine. Hmm. Also a patron saint of, of beekeepers. Hmm. Someday, when we have to divide our hive, we will have, uh, in, in, the, in the order of uh, Clear Creek Monastery, all of their hives are named after the, ab, uh, an abbey somewhere. Okay. So we're going to have St. Valentine's Abbey and St. Uh, Bernard of Clairvaux. Nice. And I think there's even another one. I think there's another one out there, too, for, for, for beekeepers. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to talk about a, a, a quote. Actually, I want to tell a story about St. Bernard that's actually hilarious uh, in regards to him talking to a heretic. Okay. Um, so on the other side of the break, we'll talk about that. And then his quote that I want to talk about is, a, is about uh, being humbled when, you, when you're honored. Nice. We are going to the Holy Land, and we want you to come with us. Next year, during the Easter octave, from April 3rd to the 14th, 2024, for 12 days, we will be in the Holy Land, and we would love for you and your wife and your family to come with us. We're only going to take one bus. A lot of pilgrimages take multiple buses, but we want this to be an intimate uh, opportunity for us to pray together, to eat together, to drink together, to have fun, but also to grow closer to our Lord. So, Check out selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. Sign up today. Again, we're only going to take one bus, so it will fill up. Selectinternationaltours.com slash catholicmanshow. We look forward to seeing you there. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm drinking coffee. Adam is drinking a... Pineapple sparkling water. I did drink it. It's gone now. It looks like it was probably pretty good. It was good. I liked it. Yeah. So we're talking talk- about some quotes from saints today. Yeah. You were mentioning Bernard of Clairvaux. Yeah. I mean, I think the purpose of the, like, my, my thought process on this episode was to talk about the quote, you know, these different quotes to yeah. have an opportunity, but then also to mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. bring about, uh, the stories of the saints, you know, to, to potentially, you know, maybe you can learn more about them and have, have a deeper the devotion to awesome. them. The saints are awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. Right. And they have the best stories. Right. They do. They have the best stories. Yeah. Um, so, so at St. Bernard of Clairvaux, he had, had a conflict with a guy named Peter Abelard. Okay. Peter was like uh, a, a, a heretic. He's talking about the, the Trinity again, talking about the Trinity wrong in a wrong way. Uh, it had heretical writings on the Trinity, and so maybe with the best intentions. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, we can give him we that. Can, we can in charity. Yeah. Uh, 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 so uh, same. So so Bernard met with doubt. him and told him he was wrong. Okay. And then Peter uh, apologized and said, "Like, oh. okay, uh, okay. See, so it sounds like he was a well-intentioned guy. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he apologized and said, "Like, I, I will not do this any longer." And then as soon as Saint uh, Bernard left. 
he totally reneged the deal and said like, "Oh no, I'm I'm definitely right." So he basically just lied to Saint Bernard. Um, so he's a coward. So he's a coward. At least he he behaved cowardly in that moment. And so at, at that point, Saint Bernard like declared like denounced him in front of the Pope and the Cardinals uh-huh. once he heard that he was go he he reneged on the deal right. And so uh, then Peter was like trying to have a a public debate with him and was very widely publicized. He was like trying this to... sounds like a bad idea for yeah. Peter. He said, he's like, I want to debate him on on this topic. And uh, Bernard was like, no, I, I don't... I'm not going to do this again with this guy. I've, I've already tried to talk to him. Uh-huh. I don't trust him. I'm not going to do it. And Peter just kept saying, I want... Like, just making it a big deal. I want to uh, uh, debate him. And then finally the archbishop went to St. Ber- uh, Bernard and was like, hey, you need... Let's have this debate. Yeah. And then in obedience... Crush him. Yeah. Bernard was like, okay, I'll do it. Bernard goes first. He has an opening statement. And Peter reti- like retires from the debate without even attempting to uh, say a single thing or rebute his opening <laughs> statement. So <laughs> he is a coward. <laughs> and he was, he was publicizing it. Hoping that he wasn't going to... Call, they called this bluff. Yeah. Called old Peter's bluff. Well, I so, hope he's in heaven. Yeah, me too. Uh, so here's the quote. And this, this kind of, uh, that, that story kind of ties into this quote, right? So he's talking about the virtue of being uh, humbled when honored. Uh-huh. And he says, uh, it is no great perfection to be humble when you are despised. Very, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. But it is a great and rare vir- virtue to preserve humility in the midst of honors. Yeah, it is tricky because if you've done something honorable, it's not humil- It's not humble to deny to, to deny what you did. No, to deny the honorable thing. Mm-hmm. Right, that's false humility. Right. Um, just like if, if I tell you I'm a six foot two Polish it, uh, Irish American, mm-hmm. so just damn. That's just what I am. Right. Uh, and so you know, so acknowledging the things that you, ha- the gifts that you have, is not false. It's, it's it's not anything against humility. Right. As long as you do it, you have to have the recognition about where do those gifts come from. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't make myself six foot two, right. or I didn't make myself Polish and it's in Irish, or even this good looking. You're right. Yeah. I just I just I just am <laughs> this good looking. It's like. Um, just the way it is. Uh, so, to recognize, you know, when when being honored, recognize that yes, I have done something worth worth honor, is not in humble, dishumble, unhumble. It's not against humility. You just take three. Yeah, I'm not sure what the word is there. Anyway, you just you have to have that recognition, that attitude about, well, you know, these gifts were given to me. And I owe all of the credit to the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of it is kind of what you were just saying. It's like you, you, you pivot, and this is what you pray with the litany of humility, right? That others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. Mm-hmm. You pivot from the, the light that's on you and, and share it or illuminate right. others. You know, so like it's about my team or it's about the people who've, who we've all got here together. Yeah. Um, there's no way I could have done this without... X, Y, or Z, you know, uh, and yeah. I think that's always a good 
take St. Paul's words, but it's no longer me, but like, don't see me, but see Christ and, yeah. who lives within me, right? Right. Um, there's a really great, if you're interested in St. Bernard of Clairvaux and his writings, which are, are, are very good. We're recording this on the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and, you know, mm-hmm. so. Um, there's a press out there, and I don't know how to, how, how to pronounce that first word. Do you? No. Eterna? Eterna. Yeah, I, Eterna Press. Eterna Press, yeah. Uh, they have basically compiled all these, uh, all of the uh, open domain, public domain writings for of, uh, most of the saints uh-huh. and, and compiled, compiled them into, a, into books and make them very affordable. They're, very, they're uh, not like leather bound or anything like that, but they're just paperback books, but they're very affordable. Uh-huh. And so it, I think uh, his four books, they combine it into one book and I think it's like, Thirty dollars, oh, you sweet. know. So if you're looking to read the saints, if you go to to their uh, Atira Press, Aterna, uh, Aterna Press, they have. I have a lot of their books. Uh, nice, just because it's it's good to have as as a resource. Uh-huh. Um, okay, so the next one I wanted to talk about was uh, Saint John uh, Damicus. Okay, have you? I know. I know him. Mm-hmm. I don't know him very well. So he's a he's a monk and a priest and he's a, another doctor of the church. Uh, in the east, so he's a Eastern okay. Catholic. So okay. in the east, he's known for his defense of of icons and against ah, okay. uh, Muslims. Uh, you, yeah. know, at, you know, the do you have a defense against Muslims? I guess you defend against Muslims. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then in the west, he's known as the doctor of the Assumption due to his writings on the Assumption of Mary. Now remember, he's like back in the six hundreds. Mm. So he's writing about the Assumption of Mary in the 600s. Way before it was cool. And way before the church declared it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, so one of, the, one, of, one of the stories about him is that he was, he's one of the first known Christians to, uh, to criticize Islam, to okay. be a critic of Islam. And he, he, he told the Muslims... Is that, could that be because <laughs> like, Islam was a new religion around that time? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because before then there was no, there was no Islam. I mean, I don't know when the when it came, but I think it was in like around the six hundreds. Yeah, I don't, I don't really. I'm not a. But I don't, I'm not a. Yeah, scholar. Of look, that. don't send me emails. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so John was uh, was talking. He was he, he told the Muslims, which the Muslims already knew this, but he said, you know, that Moses received the Torah from God in the presence of the Israelites, right? And so he was questioning, like, well, you're saying that Muhammad received the Quran from God. And he's kind of making making these parallels, like shouldn't he have received it like in front of his people, like like mm-hmm. Moses, like because he kind of paralleled himself to Moses, you know, Muhammad yeah. did. Uh, and so John like claims that the Muslims answered that Muhammad received the Quran in his sleep, in which John uh, did they re- do they uh, this is just the story of uh, do they. I don't know if do they, they say that today. I don't know if they say that today, but this is just the story. This of the, is the story, okay. Uh, and that John John replies in a joking ma- manner that you're spinning my dreams. <laughs> uh, and so, anyway, I, th- I just thought it was funny that he's, you know, cr- critiquing the, the the Muslims on this a- aspect, and then when they reply, they're like, "Yeah, this is being ridiculous." Uh-huh. He. He basically jokes back at them. Don't, don't you wish there are like certain moments in history or certain stories? It's like, man, see. don't you wish that guy had a Twitter? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He would. He would. He'd rock a Twitter account. You know. Uh, so here's here's this quote. Uh, 
Um, and he's talking about uh, being reminded of Christ's death by an image of it, which makes sense because he, you know, defended icons. He yeah. defended holy images. Okay. Uh, he says, often, doubtless, when we have not the Lord's passion in mind and see the image of Christ's crucifixion, his saving passion is brought back to remembrance. And we fall down and worship not the material, but that which is Im- uh, imaged. Just as we do not worship the material of which the Gospels are made, nor the material of the cross, but that which uh, these type of, uh, are, are typify. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's totally totally true. And this is something Protestants get wrong about Catholicism all the time. You know, they'll see people kneeling before a statue, and mm-hmm. they think that we're worshiping this statue as if we think, like, this piece of fashioned rock right, or plastic or whatever it is has any value at all. It doesn't, other than to lift our minds to the reality that it represents. Which they understand whenever they, you know, put out the nativity set yeah. during Christmas. Yeah, but they, they get wrapped around the axle, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, they're, they'll quote scripture about graven images and, you know, it's like, but that's not what it is. Yeah, and that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. Um, and they, it, it's a very human thing to do because having those images, everybody does it. Go into anybody's house, anybody who's a critic of, you know, having statues or whatever. I'll bet you have a picture of your dead grandma in your house somewhere. Why do you have that? Oh, to remember her by. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, it's and it's the same thing, and that's that's good. You should right. have a picture of her, right? right. Um, and so, the, having images of the saints, of you know, our family in heaven, that lifts our minds to God. Right. Exactly. It's a good and holy thing. It's a good and holy thing. Uh, we're out of time on Catholic Radio. Go check us out on the podcast, thecatholicmanshow.com. Subscribe to our podcast. We have over 300 episodes. I'm barking up 400 episodes, I think, if I remember correctly. Uh, we're going to continue this conversation. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. And cheers to Jesus. Okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about there? I also think it's important. It brings up the importance of having good art. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's just like so much terrible art, and if you're if you're one of the people out there producing terrible art, you should be ashamed of yourself. Please stop. Please stop right now. Stop what you're doing, and do something better. Mm-hmm. Like God is calling you to greatness. This may not be it. Like, uh, and I don't think the argument. Some people might say, "Oh, well, I it's it's for children," as if like children aren't smart enough or like they don't appreciate a beautiful picture because they do Mm -hmm. uh you know it drives me crazy it's been hard we try to find good children's books with with beautiful art because it is really important the artwork that is in a children's book is transcendentals are important it's super important because um the often the language of the story the um you know the the nuances of some of these stories, they don't fully comprehend. So, like, the beautiful artwork helps them and teaches them about the story mm-hmm. in a new way, in a, in a, in a better way. More, so it helps elevate them mm-hmm. into the story better. And we have some books that are... We have found some that are really, really great, but it's hard to, hard to find. And, you like, get these children's books, and, you know, it's like, I am probably the worst artist of all the artists. Of all the artists. It's it is amazing. 
how bad how bad I am, and I will try. Okay, and it makes it and that makes it even worse <laughs> that I tried so hard, <laughs> and this is the outcome. It's, that's it. Uh, but some of these is like this is like these are like fancy stick figures in here, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just I don't. The kids don't want to see that. No. Anyway, good art is what we need, and it's important because beautiful art helps elevate the mind better. Mm-hmm. Totally. Okay, next one is uh, St. An- Anselm of Canterbury. Saint- Anselm? What did I say? Anselm. Anselm. Anselm, yeah. Yeah. I like him. Sorry. We did a whole episode on quotes from him one time, I think. Didn't we? We did? A long time ago. Wow. Well, maybe it wasn't just on quotes from him, but it was like, he... I, I remember like there was one episode we did where, man, we were really nailing Anselm that day, and uh, it was like, God, this guy has got it going well, on. It, he was the one that the ontological argument, that, like developed the ontological argument, didn't he? Yes, that could be it. That could be it. Um, yeah. So he was a Benedictine monk, an abbey, uh, an abbot, a philosopher, a theologian. He was exiled twice by English kings. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but he was he was called like the most luminous and penetrating I- intellect between Saint Augustine and Saint Thomas Aquinas. It's pretty great. Pretty heavy. I'm telling you, like he has some works that are amazing. Yeah, he he had a, a very strong understanding of Aristotelian mm-hmm. very uh, good logic. Yeah. yeah, and was a big uh, fan of Boethius, Saint Boethius. Mm. I don't know Boethius. Constellation of philosophy. Mm-mm. Sorry, no, I don't know everything, mm. but he's got an awesome name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a patron saint of theologians and philosophers. Here's something. He, How did Boethius ever die out of popularity? That is I a that know. is an amazing name. Like, if if would I, you call him Bo? I well, let me just let me just tell you this. Okay, you have to fight one of two people. The only thing you can know about them is, is their, their name? name. Okay. Yeah. You're gonna fight John or Boethius. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> It's like John. You don't uh, John. You don't know anything about John, right? Could be a great guy. But I'm, you're crazy <laughs> if you think I'm picking Boethius. <laughs> I'm, there's no way I'm fighting Boethius. You know, I'm definitely fighting John because <laughs> I think I have a. I might have a shot against John. Uh, okay, so here, here's what he said. He said everyone who sins ought to pay back the honor of which he has robbed God. Every wait, say that again. Everyone who sins ought to pay back the honor of which he has robbed God. Mm, okay. And this is the satisfaction of every sinner. Oh, and this is the satisfaction which every sinner owes to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like also about humility. Uh, when you when you lack humility, basically what you're doing is you're seeking to take for yourself the honors which are due to God. Right. Um, and you know, and sin has a roundabout way of doing that all the time. You well, know. yeah, sin is is constantly the, uh, I'm not doing thy will be done, but my right. will be done. Right, but you're not, I think, in in most cases, the sinner is not thinking, I am going to take these honors, you know, it's it's right. about, it's some order, some appetite, right? But you are ultimately taking honor for yourself uh, by pridefully choosing your own, your own will over his. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Putting yourself, you're, you're, what you're doing is you're putting yourself above his his will for your life. That's right. Uh, next one, Albertus Magnus. Okay. Also known as St. Albert the Great. Nice. Magnus was one that we were really uh, 
considering as John's middle name. Uh-huh. Were you? Yeah. John Magnus. Oh. Kind of sounds cool. It does. Um, I was pushing for it more, I think, than, than Lady Haley. I also think the word Leonidas is like a, that's a strong yeah, that's name. That's a strong I name. I mean, it's not a Christian name. No. But it sounds so awesome. Yeah. Even without the movie 300, it's still... Still sounds awesome. Still sounds awesome. So he was a German Dominican friar, philosopher, scientist, bishop, doctor of the church. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Saint Albert the Great. He's he's. I think he's probably known. If it wasn't for Saint Thomas Aquinas, he would be the guy that everybody talks about. Oh, interesting. Because he's, he was the teacher. Did he have a summa of Saint Thomas Aquinas? He uh, apparently he helped. Uh, what do you call that? Whenever you help type it up, didact, or, or what do you call um Dictate? Dictate, yeah. I, I mean, it. one person dictates, and the other person writes. Yeah, so he was, hel- he was the, ri- like, he was doing the writing, I dictating. Think it, I'm sure there's a word for that, too. Yeah. But words are hard. Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, so he, he also, uh, he, so he fleshes out the idea of Aristotle, he was the first one to kind of flesh out the ideas of Aristotle on the thoughts of friendship. And kind of put the Christian understanding of interesting, Aristotle. Interesting. Yeah, which Thomas so Aquinas that, that could be up. where Aquinas gets his affinity. Well, a lot of a lot of Aristotle. what Aquinas, you know, picks up on in his Summa is it was taught to him by Saint Albert the Great. Nice. Uh, interestingly, also Dante puts uh, Saint Albert the Great in the heaven of the sun, which is the fourth realm. Mm. Uh, it's the fourth sphere. I'm still very, 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 very slowly reading. Uh, Purgatorio. Oh, are you? So I have not even broached Paradiso yet. I have not either. But uh, the heaven of the sun is for the wise. That sphere is for the wise. Ooh, that's where I'm gonna go. <laughs> I no, like it. No, have, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do whatever the the sphere of the humble. Do they have that's, donut, Do they have donuts there? They have chocolate chip cookies. Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, Dante puts him in the uh, the the sphere of heaven for the people of, of 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 wisdom nice um so here's what he says he says you should offer myrrh to the lord by the hardness of our lives that as he suffered in the body many hardships for our sh- our sake so we also should suffer some inconveniences for his sake mm. totally so he's just thought you know that we need to live ascetic lives yeah it's one thing i've been like really putting more emphasis in my own life lately is and this is because of Exodus 90 has kind of been encouraging it. Uh, but, and it's so good having a, a rule of life, you know, when do I eat? What do I eat? You know, and just like, it's not hard and fast, you know, like I don't, I don't have sweets unless there's a reason to, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, we're having dessert. Okay. Then let's have dessert. You know, mm-hmm. like if we have people over company, let's all have dessert. Right. I'm. it's not like, oh, I only have dessert on Sundays, you know, it's right. like, no. But I'm not just gonna go have dessert because, like, dude, I had a whole bag of saltwater taffy that I just just plowed through. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I could I could totally saltwater taffy, not my jam. Yeah, see, that's crazy. It's one of my favorites. It's because it's not sweet. It's like, oh yeah, it is. Sometimes, kind of, but it it takes so long to eat. <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, some saltwater taffy is better than others. True. Not all are the it's same. Not, it's not all the same. I agree with that. I'd rather have something else. Chocolate. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you know, I think that, uh, again, the importance of this is that, you know, Christ gave everything to you. Yeah. And so it's 
appropriate and to offer back to him. Yeah. But the rule of life is so important. Like, this is why all religious orders, they have rules. Mm-hmm. They have rules of life that they live by about that, that govern these things. And so there's times where it's like, oh, I would like to have, like to eat something or whatever. And it's like, no. It's like, great. This is, this is one of those opportunities mm-hmm. where I get to offer it up. Mm-hmm. And it, without it, without that rule, I would have so much less to offer. Right. I agree. So, and the thing it, about I mean, chocolate chip it, cookies <laughs> even <laughs> is that just... the next day... You never look back and be like, oh, I'm so glad I ate that cookie. You know, like dessert or whatever. It's like now, like in retrospect, are you glad? Uh, with some exceptions, there are sometimes like that cake was or that delicious. fill in the blank right. was so good. Right. Um, but most of the time, you're like peach cobbler today. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, dude, yeah, cobbler. Totally underrated. Always slides underneath the radar. You know, dude, we have a, our, uh, we have a pear tree. Mm-hmm. This is not related, I guess, but it's like over a thousand pairs on it right now. Are you going to make a cobbler? I think. We should. I'm not going to make one. Right. But I'm going to outsource it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so the next one is uh, Hugh of St. Victor. Hugh of St. Victor. Yeah. All right. Now he, I don't think he's canonized saint, um, but he, he was a, theo, a theologian and a writer on a lot of mystical theology. Okay. Um, he was very heavily influenced by St. Augustine. Uh, and he was really well known for standing up for beautiful art. Okay. And he, I like him. He avoided a lot of the controversial and, and like academic uh, discussions, and was trying to live like the importance of the of the Christian life in a practical manner. So he was he kind of was not the ac- in the academia world, but he was like, how do we live the Christian life? We need people like that too. We yes. need we, we, need, we both. need both. We need both. We need both. So here's what he says. He says. It is better to endure some uh, some want for God's sake than to abound in plenty. For the want that is born for God's begets humility, the source of all good. Whereas abundance produces pride, the root of all evils. I like it. I agree. Um, it is better to endure want than to live in abundance. But... There's a tendency, right? Abundance no extremes is this what you're abundance going? doesn't necessarily like you can have abundance and and stay and keep humility. It's just very hard. Sure, I mean one of the tenets of being able to feast well is abundance. Yeah, that's one of the three things that is necessary sure. for feasting. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I think this is what what Christ is talking about when he said how it's easier for the wealthy, easier for a, a camel to enter through the eye of a needle than for the wealthy wealthy to inherit eternal life. Right. Something like that. Basically. That's basically what he said. And it didn't mean it's impossible. It's just very, very, very hard. Right. Um, I realized I skipped one. I'm going to go back. Okay. St. Thomas Akempis. We have no idea what order these are in. So Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, St. Thomas Akempis. You know what? I'll let you read. Have you been reading Imitation of Christ? Is it St. Thomas Akempis or no. just Thomas Akempis? Thomas Akempis. Yeah. I, I have read it many times. Yeah, right here. I'll let you read that one. Where is it? Right here. Just the quote right yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, Okay. He says, There is no man without fault, no man without burden, no man sufficient to himself, nor wise enough. Hence, we must support one another, console one another, mutually help, counsel, and advise, for the measure of every man's virtue is best revealed in time of adversity. Adversity that does not weaken a man, but rather shows what he is. Nice. That is the way suffering... Like, so, 
like it shows what kind of man you are. Oh, well, yeah. It also makes you a better man, but it it has a way of revealing the truth. I mean, it's just like with your 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 you know you don't know your true friends mm-hmm. until the bad until, times come along, and right. all of a sudden, like, oh, yep, sure enough, you guys were the worst. Right. You were you left me hanging. Yeah. Yeah, I think that adversity shows your weakness, right? And shows where you're lacking. And so yeah. um, how you respond to adversity as a man, um, especially when no one's, no one's looking, right? You know, that really shows what the character of a man is, is when, when you have to choose to do the right thing in the face of adversity when no one is watching and it doesn't matter, like... No one will know the difference. Yeah. But you choose the good anyway. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Uh, oh, I had... The Imitation of Christ is a fantastic book. Yeah, that's one that I started a long time ago, and I have... It's uh, one, that's one of the books that, like, if I could only have, like, five books... That's one of them? I think it would be one of them. I need to go back and try to read... Man, I don't, like... You know what? I'm just not going to for a while. It's it's not a book you have to read. It, it's it's a lot like uh, the diary. Of no, no, it's not like the. Uh, I mean, well, part of it is he does have part of the book where he is inventing a dialogue between. He's just making it up. Mm-hmm. It's not like Christ came to him and said these words. Oh, okay. Um, but they are still they're very beautiful words. But also, um, it's it's sort of like. Um, Introduction to the devout life, in in many ways, where he's just mm. talking. Here's the topic. Here's the here's the truth about. You know, he has a way of really cutting to the quick about mm. what's essential. Okay. For different for different topics, different topics, and like, oh, this is the real thing that I need to be focused on, and like, this is the real value of whatever you know. Okay. It's very good. Uh, Aquinas. Uh, oh, had, I know him. Had to at least throw something out there uh, on him. He says. Even as it is better to enlighten than merely to shine, so it is better to give to others the fruits of one's contemplation than merely to contemplate. Mm. Indeed. Now, what do you, like, as a father, like, what does that mean to you? Well, it means that I would need to teach, the ki- teach my kids the, the truths and wisdom that I have learned. Right. I need to. Like, I mean, but you, you talk about that you can't give your, your children your relationship with, with Jesus. Sure. Yeah, I mean, to me, this quote is not about necessarily giving the relationship, but about giving the fruits, sharing the fruits that I've received from my relationship or fruits from my contemplation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, like, yeah, sometimes you have insight about how your family, organizing your family life or whatever. And so you try to share those. Um, and, you know, that's one thing I try to do is tell kids, tell my kids, hey, you know, I was praying and I had this thought and um, if it was something that I found beautiful or moving, mm-hmm. um, I try to tell my kids about it so that they know that, you know, you know, just dad loves this way or, you know, mm-hmm. like this is how I think. I think that's I want a good to idea know me, you know, to give your, your to share. insights of your prayer life. Right. Um, and even if it's something simple, just about, you know, I was praying and it's really great. Just really felt like. He's really felt Jesus's love for me today in my prayer life. He mm. was just really reminded me of how much he loves me. And it was just really great. And that's it. 
but that I think sharing things like that have profound impact on the way your kids think about you, especially if they know you pray, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, oh, this is you know kind of why it's because of this relationship, and they're great. Jesus is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I often in prayer, like if somebody pops up in my mind in prayer to pray for them. Uh, a lot of times it's people I don't talk to very often uh-huh. or, you know, I haven't ta- spoken with in maybe years. And I'll, I'll pray for them. And then as I leave the, the Adoration Chapel, I try my best, if I can remember, to tell to, them, to actually tell them, like, yeah. hey, by the way, uh, I, like I hope, to, I I do hope that you're doing too. well. I, like, and, I do that too. And I some people I think might say, well, now you're like trying to get credit for praying for them. Nope. And, I, and I'm not. That's not, not what all. I'm trying to do. I want them to know that they're being prayed for. Right. Um, and that I care about them. Because because that's important. Right. That we all feel, have that Everybody connection. wants to be loved. Right, exactly. And sometimes someone knowing, hey, they prayed for me, that can change their day and it can reorient their mind. And Right. Yeah, and it sometimes it's awkward, right? Because some, some, some people that I, I've, I've done that to are not even, not even Christian. Yeah. But... Again, I, I think that it's important to to reach out to people to let them know, like, hey, I, you know, I care about you. Yeah, I care about you uh, enough to where I was like praying for you today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by name. So Very I like good. to do that. Very good. Uh, anything else? I had a couple more, but we've been going on a while, and I think this was sufficient. I, I do too. No, cool. Uh, 